0: Kicking and streaming podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. So here's the thing. I am going to go get some water so, I, so that I, I don't get cut mouth. And I'll be right with you, gentlemen, oh, uh, no lady. Jocelyn will entertain you uh, for the time, right, Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Is she going to
1: sing and dance? Uh,
2: I, I, I would sing and dance. Well, I, I would dance, but you—well, I could say I'm dancing. You wouldn't be able to see me. <laughs> be right back. <laughs> and uh, you don't want me to sing, so yeah. I think oh. we both <laughs> on the same page with that. How, how did you guys? How did you guys start your pod? Yeah, Graham and I met at work, and we always uh, had a really good rapport talking about TVs, shows, and movies, and and stuff like that. So one day Graham said to me, hey, you want to start a podcast? And I was like, yeah, let's start a podcast. And I think <laughs> I floored him by saying yes. <laughs> like, um, why not? But, yeah, I was like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So So that's why. So we just get together and talk about stuff that we feel like maybe could have some – attention drawn to it, you know, that folks maybe don't know about or, you know, or, or something that we find really interesting, you know, just this, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I enjoy your content because I mean, it's Thanks. a lot of, st- I watch an the amount of TV and movies. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of the stuff that you guys are reviewing. It's good to hear somebody else's take on it. Like, you know, cause some things it's like, eh, it wasn't that good to me, but then I listen to you guys and you put another perspective on it, like, you yeah, know, I guess I, I guess that was good. <laughs> like, because I, I, I was really gun ho about you guys reviewed what's the, the the show that was on Amazon about the afterlife. Um, upload. Upload. I was so excited about that show. And it just missed the whole it just missed me. Like the, uh-huh. the premise of it was awesome.
2: Uh-huh. But
1: the delivery of the content just wasn't that good for me.
2: Yeah i can understand that yeah i I see what you're saying
1: yeah so yeah it it was good it's good to hear you guys you know give your perspective on it because i'm like maybe maybe they'll shine some better light on it than me because i you know everybody has their own taste on television and and tv and radio and all you know different things like that so it's good to hear somebody else's perspective
2: yeah i agree with that because sometimes you can like you said you can think something is not very good and then hear somebody else and be like, Oh, you know, I totally miss that. Mm. Or you can think something is awesome until somebody points to, <laughs> a few key points out to you. And you're like, Oh man, I have terrible taste. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that happened to me. That happened to me actually with, when we were reviewing the five bloods, Jocelyn, you actually mm. kind of put a spin on it for me when, because uh, I was I was very critical of the fact that it didn't seem like Spike Lee did anything to make the guys you uh, when when they were going on the flashbacks, there was nothing that showed you a younger each of them right.
3: Yeah. it was
0: just like let's you know give them a, a new wig and put them out there. <laughs> And I'm like and like i don't see why you would you do that and Justin is like, well, if you see it right what was it Justin from their perspective is that they haven't changed in those thirty years. you see them as older, but they yeah. you know we don't we don't see ourselves mm-hmm. as older we we think we are as young as we were twenty years ago until we you know try yeah. and start running <laughs> it,
1: it I mean that one hit home for me um it was to me, it was perfectly done for the simple fact that I have a father that actually, you know, experienced Vietnam and a lot of a lot about him. He would never speak of. He would yes. never talk about. Yes. And so that shed a lot of light on me on on, you know, my dad has he was an alcoholic where well, he's still currently still battling the addiction of alcoholism. But I understand why. Right. You know, and and, and that that portrayal of uh delroy of him not dealing with his demons it it explained a lot for me to without him without my father telling me it explained a lot to me about him yes about his demons and and how you know everybody walking on kid gloves around him because he just like now we can identify ptsd but back then you couldn't identify ptsd you know there was no such thing there was no such treatment so they just had to go through life with it And that movie was definitely a a good depiction of of that. Yeah, he could have... You know, Spike Lee, his character creating... You know, his his cinematography is different, but portrayal, of his cat, like you said, just threw some wigs on him. Come on, you could have, you could have paid the extra two hundred thousand and got some younger cats to, to play that role for the flashback. You know, but I got, I got the point of, of where he was coming from. So that 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 was it was more powerful, and impactful for me than it was others. And then, and then you think about how many times, like we go to these different countries and these soldiers start having relationships with these women yes. uh, those native lands and 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 then just up and leaving and leaving these 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 families in awake the with these you know with these kids so it shed a lot of light on me it was man it was really impactful for me
0: there's a lot of that going on right now in Haiti my 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 home country right so uh-huh. y- you know there's been a lot of uh, the UN blue helmets and shit since right. <laughs> since the late 80s and right. so right now you'll go to Haiti and see a whole bunch of biracial kids that you're like, Where's your dad from? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> don't
1: know, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, half half Brazilians, sure. yeah, half Brazilians, half Americans, half Canadians, half half yeah. everywhere. And but like they wouldn't they, they couldn't tell you. And right. by the way, some of those <clears throat> relationships weren't even consensual, <laughs> you know.
1: I, I can more than sure. That's, I can more yeah. than sure.
0: Right, so let's formally start. This
3: is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming
1: movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and
3: Jocelyn.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. My name is Graham, and with me via Skype is the fantastic JoJo, the greatest co-host of all time. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> how did
0: you and today we are having an absolutely special kicking and streaming because we are joined by a couple of colleagues and i always enjoy having fellow podcasters in this show we don't do that often enough but this this is absolutely special gentlemen we are talking about the hosts of Tucker brothers and uh, also via Skype, we have Godi and Smash, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is Thank a special you. day. Thank Welcome, you. gentlemen. Thank,
1: Thank you me. so much. I'm 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 honored to be here. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a great fan of your content, so it's it's a pleasure to be on your show. It sure mm. is.
0: That means quite a lot. I have to say, mm-hmm. you guys are special to me. And maybe we haven't ever talked about this, but. When we first started the Instagram page, you guys were the first people to follow us. Really? And yes. And for me, it was yeah. a great thing that other podcasters, uh, you know, had decided to follow us. And I went to Jojo and I'm like Jojo, we got a couple of we got a follower in uh, our <laughs> podcasters too. So maybe they listen to us and whatever, <laughs> you know. So, so I, I I will never forget that. But more than anything else, is that you guys are the the fellow podcasters who interact too. Because right. you get followed by a lot of podcasters that to just follow you, but they never interact. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I it's will true. be honest with you. I mean, it's only there's a lot of people that follow us, and there's a lot of people that we interact with. But it's only a select few that you really genuinely have a kinship with, right? Cause yes. like, you and I, you know, we share content. We like each other's content. We comment on each other's content all the time. And, you know, we may get in the DMS and have a small conversation. And so it's, it's very rarely that you get that. And then you really, I like it because you generally see who has the real passion for, for podcasting versus who's just, you know, just here today going tomorrow. Cause we have a lot of that going on. Tonight. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> so today, What makes this program particularly special is because about a week and a half ago, I got a little message from Godi telling me, hey, man, you guys should check out this show. And if you do and you like it, you know, we would be happy to join you and talk about it. And I was like, yes, of course, because most of the time it's, you know, me and Jojo, really bouncing around, scratching our heads, trying to find content. <laughs> really? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, the you know, the purpose of the show, Justin can tell you, is that we, we don't necessarily want to talk about the most obvious shows that is on everybody's mind, right? Well, I get it. <laughs> like, right. you know, oh, this is what is doing the water cooler round. We don't want to really talk about that. We want to find the obscure shows and stuff and talk about them. Right, Jojo. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the stuff that
2: you know, maybe not everybody would would normally think about or, or see, or right. might not show up on their recommendations list.
1: So you guys are like the the Sundance podcast, like uh, <laughs> you know, you, you said it, this has been a Sundance award winning like. Never heard of that
0: before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. and and yep. and what you what you will see, for instance, is that we'll put out an episode this week, and to our dismay, it might not get a huge amount of downloads. But come right. back three weeks later. Come back six weeks later. Come back a year yes. later. And it's literally the most popular of, of the podcasts that we've done because you know I learned this terminology with Jocelyn, evergreen, right? Right, Jojo? That's
2: right.
1: Yes,
0: evergreen. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to learn that too. I was like, "What is evergreen?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the things that we talk about, weird as, as they may seem at the moment. Uh, later, people catch on to them, and I guess they find us then. They'll be like, oh, so there's a podcast about this. We should listen to it. So right. we we kind of like it that way. But before we get into business, I definitely would like for you guys to talk a bit more about yourselves. So how long have you been podcasting together? Yes. Um... I've lost track.
1: Um <laughs> I I wanna say we're going into our third year. I, I remember we started in October of so I guess it's, we're going into our third year. Yeah. So we I mean we've been, you know, like they say, when you're having fun, time flies when you're having fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've really had a good time doing this and we've really have lost track of of time. I mean, of of you know, where yeah. we are as podcasters. We just try to find as much great content where we can. Because our our thing was, when we started the podcast, that's why I asked Jocelyn, how did you guys start? (laughs) Because I'm always curious on how people get into podcasting. And us as being African Americans, we've always seen the sensationalized TV of the negativity of our culture. So we try to come in and yeah, we do talk about those things, but we try to look at it from... I guess you would say that silver lining to, f- to try to find the positive side to everything. And, and that's where, you know, cause I, we got, we just got tired of other people controlling the narrative of what we are, who we are as a people. Yes. And this was a, our opportunity and our Avenue to shed some light on it. To, to, so we can understand how you think, how they think. And yeah. so we can have some kind of baseline or some kind of uh, idea of where we're coming from, because at the end of the day, you know, we really don't, you don't really interact. And it's lovely to see that you guys have have this type of dynamic with each other. It's awesome. And, and that's what we're trying to, we want the rest of the world to have that same type of interconnected, you know, something that's going to connect you together to to want you to understand one another. And if you, under, if you understand me better and we have a kinship yes. together, you'll fight a little bit harder for me, you know? So that's, that's the reason for our Behind Our podcast.
0: I love it. If you understand me better, if you have a better concept of who I am, you will fight a little harder for me. That, yeah. that, hey amen. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna patent that. That was awesome. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> yes. I could
2: embroider. I'd embroider it on a pillow. <laughs>
0: See, Smash,
1: we giving out jams. We need our. <laughs> yeah, as, long as we, get, as long
0: as we get out there. We'll get. <laughs> <laughs> so, Smash, how long have you guys been friends? Man, we've been friends for over 20
3: years now. You know, uh, we both knew each other when we were younger and smaller. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it's been over 20 years. And, you know, we we just, it's like brothers, you know. Like, we came together and we uh, had a couple things in common. And ever since then, me, him, and another close friend of ours, we all just been like brothers and been together now. I mean, it's, it's even to the point where, once a year we take uh, couples trips with our wives our friends and everything. So it's it's been a long ride. it's, it's been a good ride though. Yeah, it's, COVID has stopped our annual, annual trip. <laughs> yeah, we would have just been coming back from it like we, a week or
0: two ago. So Johnson, you wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna say how long we've been friends? <laughs> <laughs>
2: How long have we been friends, Graham? We've
0: been, we've been friends. It's going on uh, about almost three years now.
2: I was going to say just about okay. three years. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and here's the crazy thing. Jocelyn is a new import into Charlotte, North Carolina. We yeah. met through work, and even though it wasn't meant to be, because I I worked in, in, in this particular office, where Jocelyn, whereas Jocelyn was mobile, right, for some reason we got to spend a lot more time working together than any than any other person who was in, in Jocelyn's position. And so it was definitely meant to be, but uh I, I think it, it's at a point where like if my kid was younger, he probably would call Jocelyn Aunt Jojo by now. Right. But you know he's 20. <laughs> he's 20. So he ain't going to call anybody Aunt He <laughs> <laughs> Barely want to call me, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I get a lot of hey. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and that and that's what has been the driving point behind the pod is that we have we have such a good relationship with each other, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of Behind the mic, you you don't get to see it. There's a lot of creative differences that we have with each other, but at the end of the day, it all comes out to be what you guys get to hear on a, on a weekly basis. So it's it's fun. It's been fun, man. We got we don't. It was funny about it because due to podcasting, we've actually got to connect even more. Oh yeah. Because you know you know as friends, we've been friends for twenty plus years, but it may just just dealing with life. We yeah. may not only talk, but once every <laughs> every other week, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. this is something that we that we get to talk every week, you know, and yeah. we get to to expound on different things and topics, and that yeah. we, we may not record about, but just you know, talking about how the kids doing, how the family doing, how life is treating you, and so it's been a really a uh, really good thing for us, a really therapeutic thing for me for for, for sure.
0: Yes, 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 no doubt. It's, it's mm-hmm. it has it's that th- not- that cathartic qualities to it, because as I mentioned before, you know, before we we hit recording, Jocelyn and I have been online, you know, talking to each other for at least a good 10 to 12 minutes. Right.
2: (laughs) The long (laughs) rants. (laughs) Yeah, man.
0: (laughs) Although it's mostly me.
3: (laughs) Well, That's what I was going to say. I could tell, like, me and Jocelyn... I'm not going to say we're the quiet ones, but we sit back and you and Go D, I can tell y'all can, <laughs> y'all can kind of talk.
2: I <laughs> was, you know. was thinking
1: the same thing. <laughs> yes, I am the chatterbox of the
2: group.
0: <laughs> well, then that's what makes a good podcast, isn't it? Because if you have two people who more than opinionated are nonstop talking, because <laughs> it's, not, it's not like you guys... You, uh, Smash, you, Jocelyn, you don't have your your own things to say, but rather you say it in such precise moments that sometimes I, I tell Jocelyn, like, man, that's the theme, and you be saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, sometimes Jocelyn comes up with things that are so profound <laughs> that I'm like, I've been talking for the past 45 minutes and you had this bloody. Massive piece <laughs> of gold, in you? <laughs> right.
1: you got the whole. You summed the whole conversation up in less than two minutes. I'm like exactly. Rambling for 30. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> like,
3: what the hell is this? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> to make a long story short, go ahead, Jocelyn.
0: <laughs> and when, he, <laughs> so when I caught on to that, whenever we're we're talking about a you know sh- a particular show, series, or movie. I ask her to give the synopsis of the show because if I do, I would be forty-five minutes, and people are still like, "What the <laughs> hell is this, is this guy talking and you know about?"
1: You know what's funny that you say that because you know in our show, I was I always give Smash the right to give the Smash go ahead, give us the closing remarks. I always give it to him because it, because
0: if I do it, we'll be another thirty. 30- <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. <laughs> I thought this dynamic was only me and Joseph but it's definitely, it definitely <laughs> the same case with you guys, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But you yeah. notice, if you notice, if, if you watch, if you listen to a lot of pods, there's all, that dynamic is in every pod. There's one person, if it's a co, you know, co-host type of podcast, there's always one that's real talkative, that's, that's, you know, staring a conversation and then there's the other one that, it's going to give you the introspective ideas and, and thoughts and be like,
0: you know what? Okay, now we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's definitely. So in terms of like good friendships and, and stuff, though Jocelyn and I, we, we've been friends for uh, about three years, and I uh, vouch for this friendship, but I also am a big admirer of of the long-term friendships that as adults we get to Choose Mm because we, we, we've had friends. All of our lives and but there comes there comes a time in, in our lives where we say like this is the person with whom I've been friends most consistently in in my whole life, and this is my best friend and there was a time where I didn't believe in, in that, but over the years with evidence I've come to discover yeah I do have a best friend maybe I should <laughs> I uh, you start, <laughs> you know, taking them more seriously. That's right, tre- treating uh. them better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jojo, he's got to up that Christmas gift, Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not best friend material right <laughs> here. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Jojo surprised me last year. Like, I was like, yo, check out your front door. You got something. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yo, no, seriously, man. I was like, Okay. So I opened this little box, man, and it is like absolutely fantastic headphones, man. Really? You know, yeah. And I'm like, now, now I gotta step up my game and I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well we've been we've been friends for 20 plus years and smash, you owe me 20 plus gifts. Yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> I know going be 20 plus gifts. <laughs> nah, but usually, like, we don't, like, we don't, you know, we say happy Father's Day, Merry Christmas, yeah. Happy New Year's, Happy Anniversary. It's usually, like, when we get together on our couples trip every year, that's when we usually, you know, give everything to each other. You know, we, yeah. we I got the bill, I got the check, I'm gonna do this, yeah. I'm gonna do that, you yeah. know, and, and so we play catch up on that, though. But, you know, there's so many people that you gotta, got to show love to, you know. Yeah. Like, I
0: love you to Dead Smash, but you know, you're not on this list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jojo and her husband, Jeffrey, and me and my wife, Christine, we haven't had the chance to do a trip together, have we, Jojo? No.
2: Good old COVID.
0: Uh, yeah. Good old bloody COVID. Um, strikes so, again. Yeah. Undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. he keeps coming back, though. <laughs> Bam.
2: Back and stronger than ever.
0: Yes.
1: Like, it's 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 fun, man. It, you it's a good. It's like you talk all the time, but it's nothing like actually like you and Jojo are in the same city so you guys get to see each other all the time. And you know, a lot of times I don't really enjoy seeing everybody that lives in my city. And I hate to yeah. say that, but you know, it's like some people you just you I got to deal with you because I have to deal with you. (laughs) So when we get to whatever destination that we picked that year and we all go there, it's like, everybody is on the same page, same accord. And it's just one big sigh. Oh, I'm glad to see you and get everybody else away from us. And we just, (laughs) we just have a good time. You know, it's just like that break from the norm, I should say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It Sounded exactly like me with the, I don't want to see a lot of the people that live in in the same city as me. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> complaining about people, right? Georgia? It's nothing personal. It's just it's just who it's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, here's the thing: the working the field that uh, I personally work will do that to you. The, like, I I spent almost 15 years in the tourism industry. So it kind of you, you kind of learn to hate people from there. <laughs> and then when I moved to the US, I started mainly working in in the customer service thing and I realized that people expect so much more than what they're paying for. Right. And you have a corporate America that encourages that just so they can assure, ensure that they get people's business. And so there's a huge confusion between customer service and customer servant. So <laughs> a customer servant, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So I I get to the point where like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've had enough of people, so I'm not going out this weekend. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to meet with anybody this weekend, except for with Jojo, when we are able to meet.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feel your pain. I worked two years of, trying to finish up college. I worked two years of retail and I, after that second Christmas, I was done. I was like, you know what? And I (laughs) I have a business degree. So I was like, you know what, this is, you know, this is an avenue that I can pursue um, once I finish school. But after dealing with people, on that scale, I was like, you know, this is not, no, this not the career <laughs> field that I want to continue on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against it, but it's just, you know, just not the temperament
0: for me. Yeah, Retail is definitely a different kind of breed, though, isn't it? Have you ever done retail, Jojo?
2: I have. Oh. I have done retail.
0: And you yeah. loved it, right?
2: Oh, I loved every second. I, I I was just bouncing for joy back there behind the counter. No, I, I, honestly, anything like that is any experience I've ever had. And again, it's my temperament. But as you stated, <laughs> your temperament, my temperament is the, the more I have to deal with pe- people, people plural, the less I like people. So. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. You, know, you, you tend to find yourself. Trying to get away from people. Don't want to answer the phone. My mom mm-hmm. called me, mm-hmm. texting like you didn't answer the phone, mom. Not, no, nothing against having yeah. a conversation with you I Love you to death, but I just need to be away from people for yeah. a
0: minute.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. I would prefer to not use my voice for at least twenty four hours. Right. <laughs> <Thank you. Right. laughs> On that first day the off, right? To say thank you for the drink.
0: <laughs> so right. you guys are not in the same city. No, no. But you're in the same state, are you? No, no in, I'm in Missouri, and he's in Houston, ah, I'm in Texas. All yeah. right. Yeah. So we got we, we after this, we have to get together somehow. Post COVID era, how it, whatever that means, because I, I still don't know what, what it means.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I seen I seen you guys. You guys went to a can't remember what conference it was and you guys had a blast. I mean, you had so much fun at this at uh I think it was in Orlando you guys went to a conference, was it?
0: Well, actually I went. I went to
1: PodFest uh, in Orlando. Yeah, PodFest. Podfest. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, he's having a good a good time.
0: I think I need to join him next time. <laughs> and Jojo had the temerity of missing it, you know. <laughs> right. Did. So the next move was going to be Podcast Movement, which I think was going to be in Houston this yes. year. Yes. Yes, I'm
1: looking forward to that. Well, I, I was looking for it anytime. I, I mean, there's so many you get invited to so many different conferences and meet and greets that you you really you really have to pick and choose which one is totally right for you, for what you're doing. Yeah. And because uh, I mean, it's so many. I mean, so many meetups and greets. And, it's just yes. like I, I, you know, if, if something I can and I'm always willing to support you in your endeavor where if I can't make it, and if you're selling merchandise or you're having something that's going to support, then I'm always willing to do that. But it's, it's kind of you know, I work for eleven. I can't be everywhere anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: man. yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of us, no, oh, no. As soon as you six months into podcasting, you then realize, yeah, this is not the I'm gonna get rich right away kind of thing. But you know, a lot of people <laughs> are still are still pursuing that and like how about doing this because you love doing it? Right. And, yeah. you know, maybe later something will happen, but I think Justin and I, were pretty much resigned into the idea that we, we know that we have an audience out there, but we podcast because we like what each other have to say, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's a moment in time. You get to share time with that
1: individual. Yeah. Man. And that's, that's the beauty of it. That's what, yes. I mean, that's, that's good for us. I mean, like you said, I get the rant. I get to, he sit there and listen, and you know, <laughs> he has to take it. <laughs> he rants to me and, and we, <laughs> and, and it seems like the content, and it's funny, man, because a lot of stuff that we do, I, I'm ultrally, what would you call this, man? I guess I would be utterly critical of the content that we put out. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, and, nope, and nah. it's it, it amazes me how people like I thought something was bad, like uh, I didn't really like that. But then when you put it out, people seem to love it. Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's like okay, I guess they enjoyed it. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's the idea, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
3: and the, the thing I like about this is like. The stuff that you nor mostly podcast about is the stuff that like you're gonna talk about if you're on the phone or in the office anyway. Yeah. So that's why I think it comes easy because you're gonna talk about it anyway, but now you just you know, you you got a, a platform where you can just sit back and really put it out there and really yeah. tell your feelings and get some feedback from people if they chime in and listen to it and stuff like that. So
0: Yeah, Yeah. and this is how we came about with kicking and Streaming, is that Jocelyn and I were always talking about how we hate cable, how we mostly (laughs) always use um, streaming platforms, and every bloody show I liked, Jocelyn was like, yep, I liked it too, I watched it too, and oh my God, such and such person was so good, and blah, 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 so I'm like, so here's the thing though, before I met Jocelyn, I've I've always wanted to have a podcast. So, anytime I had a a really insightful conversation with people, it was always, "Hey man, would you dare to host a podcast?" And be like, "Oh no, man, I'm not good, whatever." Right. So I got used to asking people, "How about doing a podcast?" And just ready to to hear them say no. So I was like, I was my jaw dropped when Justin was like. Oh yeah, I'm game. I'm like, what? What? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, damn. So now I got to learn how to make a podcast. He
3: was expecting her
1: to say no. Like,
2: dang, I got to do it now. (laughs) I'm a little offended. I thought I was first.
0: Oh <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 you're the first to say you are the first to, the first say, first to
2: yes. say yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a little hurt now.
1: the <laughs> Christmas gift just got a little bit smaller.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. See the thing about talking too much? Uh, <laughs> right, so let us go ahead and talk about this show and we today are talking about the show on Apple Plus, And it is a 10-episode show called Deer. It's a weird title. And when Goody, when you sent me a message about it, I'm like, what could that possibly be about? And, and when I looked at the picture of it, it was even weirder to describe because I'm like, well, there's a bunch of famous people on the poster of it. So, dear what? And so, I started watching it. And that very first episode, that entrance by Spike Lee, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. I definitely want to watch this. So, given the fact that you guys are our invité d'honneur, I would ask that you please give us a synopsis of what dear is about. Feel free to share the scene, gentlemen. Smash?
3: I mean, I haven't actually seen all the shows, so I just...
0: I've only seen five yeah. episodes anyway, so...
3: <laughs> well... Um, but I'll let you go ahead and take that one. What it's it, about, man.
1: What intrigued me about the show is the name Deer, and the same thing that you took from it is like, that's what drew me to it. I was like, what is this Deer? And when, once I got into it and, and you watching this show and you see the premises that here these are, these content creators going about their lives, doing the things that they're doing in their lives and, and um, trying to accomplish their passions, then they they have these I wouldn't, random people that have written letters to these people to tell them how their content that they've created has impacted their lives. And yeah. they tell them from their stories. And it's it's amazing how they have reacted to just to watch the reaction of the actual content yes. creator of them reading these letters and, and really understand, like they know that their content is impactful, right? They yes. know that because they got the money for it. They got the, the critical acclaim, yeah. but just to understand how on a minor, on a, a minor level on how the normal, how that content has, has inspired an individual. Um, I won't jump a Jump forward to the Oprah Winfrey episode, but yeah. how that how that young lady's life yes. coincide perfectly with hers, yes. right? And how it inspired her to go on and, and build her foundation. So it's it's really if for list for the listeners if you really want to see something that's that's different. I, I, this is definitely that type of show.
0: Yes. Yes. Cool. Right, Justin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, Graham. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. It, it's it's. Uh, I think the having the the very 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 famous person brought down to a more personal level. I hate to say brought down, but you know, celebrity wise, kind of puts up a lot of barriers and, and things. Brought down, brought to a personal level with a letter that someone wrote them and touched them on a personal level so that they could just understand exactly how they are affecting people individually it was a really interesting and, and kind of a fascinating way, different way to do a biography than I've seen before. And of course, it's a little superficial as it has to be, but I would hope that it would encourage people to do a little more research into people that maybe they didn't know very much about. In the sense of, you know, maybe you're a huge Spike Lee fan and you know everything about him, but you don't know anything about Stevie Wonder and you watch the show and you're like, you know what? I I know I want to do some more reading about Stevie Wonder. I want to know more about his life.
1: Because it reminded me with the Oprah episode and I'm telling my age here. I remember when when she went into Georgia. And put herself in the middle of Georgia, amongst yeah. all those people, and she never backed down. She was yeah. fearless, like she just any question that for me, I'd, I think I'd have incited I'd a ride. It'd have been a fight. I'd have been, you know, yeah. it'd yeah. have been <laughs> headlight news. But she stayed her ground. She yes. stayed calm, and she asked the tough, kept asking the tough questions because at that point in time, it, that question needs to be had, needs to be asked. Yeah. So it was very impactful to see her. And then we, I won't go there because it's just a different show. But that tends to give shed light on how I feel about her now versus how I felt about her then. <laughs> but it, but it was good to see the the reminder of where and how she she came about to be who she is. You know, because she she had a really good struggle for on on her hands there.
0: Yeah, yes. I, I think I think you 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 hit uh, the nail on the head here about how we feel in terms of how we feel about people at a certain point in life, versus how our, p- our opinion will change based on once we understand the life work of those individuals. Because in last week, Jocelyn and I kind of like partially touched on that when we were talking about the summer movies and summer shows and stuff, and we talked about the, the documentary Hillary. And I was saying oh. that the majority of people that I've, sp- I've spoken with who have these absolutely vitriolic opinions about Hillary, they can't tell you exactly why they hate her. They don't have (laughs) a coherent uh, idea as to why they hate her. And we concluded that it is mainly because she is not a dude, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I thought, we, we thought that this documentary would shed light and maybe humanize her to people if they gave it a chance. And I think, to a certain extent, to a huge extent, that's why that's what this uh, series dear does, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it brings it brings the it brings the listener the viewer put them like, like Josh said, put them more on a human side. Like, you know, you think of these actresses and directors and producers, you think of them as big as life and it kind of tears them down to a point where they, you can get to see their vulnerable side and understand how they, you know, how their, their work has really touched someone else's life, you know, versus them just, you know, just counting their money and and going about their business (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the
0: way yeah.
3: like, yeah, mm-hmm. look at this door right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I've, I've known about Oprah for, since since I was small because I grew up, the first uh, part of seven years of my life I spent in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and her dad, and he he stayed down there. And he had a barbershop and everything, so Oprah was kind of known, so she was kind of a, you know, if you want to say a hometown hero, so everybody followed yeah. her and liked her. And then just watching her, throughout, knowing about her being that young and then following her through uh, my life, I've always been a fan of hers and just see how she has, you know, took a small-time show, turned it into this big own network. And so I've always been, like, very intrigued by Oprah. And I try to use my daughters. I try to let my daughters see her and, you know, let them kind of model her a little bit because she has been as successful at everything that she's put out
0: so far. So. Yeah. But her success is also a remission of what we just spoke to, spoke about earlier in that I don't know, I, I, I don't see any evidence that she went into anything thinking I'm going to do this so that I can become the richest Af- African-American woman in the world. Yeah, I, right. I, I, all of these came as add on, if you will. All she wanted to do was to, to be of service, to serve and to be of service. Right. That's mm-hmm. the impression I get. What do you think, Jojo?
2: Yeah, I, I think with Oprah, she wanted to, being a journalist, a reporter, she wanted to tell a story. And I think it was important to her to get the stories out that she thought were not being reported. And understanding the fact that the platform that she could make would be a completely unique one, especially for the time. I think she. I think the 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 fame and the the money was a byproduct, so you know a nice a nice bonus. <laughs> but I, I don't think that that was necessarily her starting point. Um, I don't think that was necessarily what she started out to do. I think she was absolutely wanted to be successful, but wanted to be successful so she could get stories heard.
1: And that, in that turning point for her was the episode when they, when they tried to do the shock TV episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she looked into the, the, looked into that woman's face. She said, and once I realized that I'm hurting someone versus helping someone that I knew I had to, to change the course of how I, I am a, as a journalist, and that and that's something that I don't think we would got we would have gotten to see otherwise if this yeah. documentary wasn't produced.
0: Yes, and
1: yeah. I, I've read a lot of reviews that give it they didn't give it such great reviews, but I you know and I, it, you know the eye beauty is an eye of the beholder. Yes. So for me it was it was definitely things that I I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing like I had no idea like I've seen Hamilton being advertised I've seen Hamilton you know, just like this big rave thing, right? And and I'm not a musical dude, so why would I even you know look at it into how everybody else saw it, but then this documentary opened my eyes up totally different, because hey, I love hip hop, I I didn't even know the thing was about hip hop uh, right. It was just <laughs> so uh, it was something that, you know, on that aspect, it, it, it intrigued me. And it was like, maybe I sent the email to a I, I text, a I, I you And then probably two weeks later, it was on TV. So yeah, I got to yeah. actually sit down and watch it and see, OK, it's I mean, it's still a musical. I'm still not really excited about it. <laughs>
0: but... <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: but I understand why. It's, it's it's such impactful to some people that enjoy that type of that type of entertainment. You know,
0: yeah, and and we, uh, you know, we can certainly go and, and talk about. Like, let me ask you this: so far, though, which personality were you guys most impressed with? Uh, you know, who's your favorite so far? I know that you've only, like me, you've only seen about five episodes of it, and <laughs> there's ten. So I still am um, yet to see uh, Misty Copeland. In there's a few, there's a, f- a few more that I haven't seen. Um, Joseline has gotten farther than in all of us. So, so Joseline, <laughs> do did you start by, by telling us? <laughs> who impressed so, you the most? What was your favorite, Jojo?
2: <laughs> well, of of what I've seen so far, so I, I, I made it to the Big Bird episode, and I. I, I, and Graham's going to laugh at me, but but Big Bird so far has has been my favorite because he's Big Bird. I grew up loving Jim Henson. I feel like the world would be a lot better place if people had taken a lot of Sesame Street to heart. And we just lost Carol Spinney, who was the original creator of Big Bird. So it was kind of bittersweet to see the episode with a, a, a different puppeteer playing right. Big Bird. But I, I think that for me it was impactful because he's a puppet, right? You know, he's he's yeah. he's a big big stupid yellow puppet. But the impact that <laughs> big that stupid yellow puppet, you, you know, I mean, he's got orange legs and he walks funny, and but but he is alive to children and is alive to young people, and he was alive to me when I was a kid, and the fact that he influence someone to good for good and made them feel less alone and made them feel like they could be accepted was just amazing to me and very touching to me that 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 was a possibility in this world that it doesn't necessarily have to be another human being per se but we can have connections important connections friendship through
1: and carrying
0: through a puppet. Right. Definitely. She stole the That's... show with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm was... telling you. <laughs> She'd be saying stuff,
3: man. She'd be saying stuff. So what about you, you Smosh? <laughs> um, honestly, I would say Lin, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I think mostly because I saw that, and then I saw Hamilton, and just learning the way that he basically took that and made it what it is today, you know, uh, seeing just, I like how he came about writing. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get into the writing part, but, uh, <laughs> for myself, <laughs> 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 how he, but how he wrote wherever. And then he had, you know, his ideas would come because if I, I was looking at some documentary on him and, um, how he would write on the subway or write wherever and then turn that, you know, and go put that piece into the show, that was like, man, that, because it's basically you. he really saw his dream and he made it into fruition. So that's what I really enjoyed about his because it's like, I don't know, like it's it's inspiring. And I guess that's why I like his more because it was more inspiring that, to see him actually put his dream into fruition and make this big musical that, like uh, Goldie was saying, I don't like musicals either. But I sat there and I watched this and I fairly enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? I could actually watch this again. Not that yeah. I want to. <laughs> I could because I, I like the concept of it. So I'll I have to say Lynn manuel Miranda.
0: Yeah. 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 Gordie, come at me, man. Let me hear you.
3: Stevie
1: Wonder.
0: <sighs>
1: <laughs> yes. Stevie Wonder. For, I mean, I've always been intrigued by Stevie Wonder. And I've always anything that's documentary music, anything that's of him, uh, I've always wanted to. I I had a. Mr. John Jacques was my third grade teacher, and he would always use him as a reference point. Stevie Wonder's blind. If he could do it, you can do it. too. You have no excuse (laughs) to why you want to do it. And you know you're a third grade kid, so you're like, who the heck is Stevie Dude, Wonder? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so you, you ask your parents, and and you know they would play you know records for you. Damn, I'm telling my age, they playing records for you, and <laughs> and you hear it. So as you got older, for me to see a lot of stuff in here, the documentary that I didn't get to understand about who he was as a man and how he just wanted to just wanted to make music, and although he had this this devastating, I won't say devastating, but he had this this disability that yeah. otherwise people would just be like, you know what, I can't. I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. do it. You know, mm-hmm. and for him to go to Motown and do what he did with, for Motown and as a young kid and how, like, I didn't realize how young he was when he was on Motown. Yes. Right? Yes. And then the way Motown had him presented him to the world was really not the way that he wanted to be portrayed in mm-hmm. the world. You know, mm-hmm. so to to see his story be told after the Motown was really was really inspiring to me and really intriguing me, intrigued me because I didn't know that he just wanted to like the, all the music that he wanted to do, that he had another idea of what type of music that he wanted to play and hit after hit after hit after hit. And then you add the young lady in it who was blind and and see yes. how her story intermingled with his and how it inspired her. It's it, it put me on a whole nother level about Stevie. So Steve is one of my favorites though. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of biased to Steve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we talk a lot about in this show, we talk a lot about typecast. And in when you refer to that period of time where Stevie found himself typecast by Motown in that, yeah. this is the kind mm-hmm. of music you're going to play. And this is what people want from you. And, and Steve was like, well, that's not what I want for me, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know. And it, it is easy to to cast a, an individual who perhaps would have never been uh, seen to the world uh, at the age of 12 singing on an alley in Detroit uh, with his friends. Uh, and then Motown made a big star of him and whatever. It, it's easy to say, well, you know, if you live Motown, you are ungrateful. But mm. it's also important to understand that he gave a long time of his life to Motown, and he got to decide when that was enough. Right. So that was absolutely impressive uh, for me with Stevie. I got I got a bit of each each one of of those I've, I've seen so far. But what impressed me. Uh, as uh, Smash was saying about Lin-Manuel Miranda is the fact that he had a vision that would not die. And, and he understood how important it is to make that happen. And yesterday, when I listened to you guys latest episode, uh, Moniz was it Moniz? Oh, uh, yeah. I think it was either you or Moniz Godi, uh, said, um that uh, quoted Toni Morrison in that, you know, there's a book out there that's no— If you find that there's a book that, that has was, not been written— Actually, that was smashed. It was, it was that smashed. Was, that was smashed, Yeah. That smash, smash. Why, don't you, why don't you take your own your own quote and work with it, man? I'm, I'm going to get on you right now. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: smash. That was yeah. all smash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If there's a book out there that has not been written, that means you're the one who has to do it, right? Right. right. And so Lin-Manuel Miranda, and, and the crazy thing is, the way he conceptualized and connected Hamilton to a story of hip-hop. And when you hear it from him, you understand what he's talking about. The dude was an immigrant. I mean, yes, he would not have been considered an immigrant back then because, hashtag, he's white. (laughs) But he was an immigrant, and he worked harder than everybody else to get where he's where where he, he got to because you know as immigrant we're told you have to be ten times better than than any native born in order for you to get at least some to be noticed and then he could beef with pretty much everybody <laughs> every founding father so that made him the the quintessential hip hop figure. <laughs> yeah. And his whole thing was about writing. He wrote f- about everything, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, the hip-hop artists, they just get on a microphone and rap about it. So so yeah. the way that he connected those singularities for me was absolutely mm-hmm. awesome, wasn't it? And it,
1: it was, it's funny because on, on with him, he was passionate about hip-hop. And it's not like he tried to tell his story any other way. Yeah. You know, he he told his story from what he knew. He knew he loved hip hop. He read this story, and he had you know he had like you said he had these other plays that weren't critically acclaimed, but they were based off the same type of. He he told a story the same way. Yes, and this one just happened to to you know blow up, but for him to be able to 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 take his passion and stick with his passion and to deliver this message that, that was really imp- imp- powerful for him to, cause you know, you easily just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different route. I'm I'm a this route is not working for me, yeah. but this is my passion, but I'm going to go ahead and, and, and give up and try something else like somebody else is doing to see if it works for me. Right, so right. for him to be able to do it and take his passion and, and stick with it and, and, and not detour from what he thought was good, you know, and, and now everybody else acknowledges his, his greatness is, that was all inspiring and and to see all the people that he's touching in the LBG community and uh, immigrants and it's, it's inspiring. It's all inspiring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's also, I think it should serve as a lesson for us as a content creator in that we, you you guys have been doing this for three years and Jocelyn and I, we're going almost onto what about 20 months, almost, almost two years doing this and the average podcast lasts about 13 episodes. Yep. And it's because you got a lot of people that go into it expecting that they're going to get Joe Rogan fame in, in, <laughs> in the first five episodes because, you know, I'm cute. Right. Uh, but they, they don't see themselves as content creators. And they don't <laughs> see themselves as, uh, you know, speaking to in an audience that is not necessarily large, but that needs to hear from them. Right. And the greatest message I got from other podcasters who have been doing this is that, right, so your podcast episode this week only got 55 downloads. Imagine if you had a chance to speak to a room of, of 55 people right now. Wouldn't mm. that be something? <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's it, 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 it's it's just about that. I mean, like uh, as an individual, you don't get to talk to fifty people at a time, <laughs> right? On any given yeah. day, is it? <laughs> right.
2: Unless you're in customer service, and that's a whole different story. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Most of the time, when I curse the bloody hell out of them, <laughs> <Yeah>. fifty-five times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's not like, uh, there's not that.
1: that that was something too when we started i was bad podcasting watching podcasting numbers is why like watching the stock market it it goes up and down and you just get this maddening and then <laughs> talking to other podcasters she, she, what's her name i can't think of her name she's gonna be mad at me i can't remember her name but she said look just stop looking at the at the numbers dang it and just start creating content. Yeah. Just, just do it. If you love doing it, if you're doing it for the numbers, you're in it for the wrong reason. Cause the, the numbers are going to always not be what you want them to be. Right. Just, you know, shout out to crystal clear. Her name is crystal clear. Uh check her podcast out as well. She's dope. Yeah. But she was like, just do what you do. If you enjoy doing it and it meant it's meant to be paid off, you get paid off. If not, you're doing it because there's an audience that wants to hear what you have to say. And, and it's always good to hear, like Monice, If you listen, listen to the last episode, Monice was like, for her to be a content creator of thirty plus years, who's making a living at it, and for that one person to tell me that that validates my my efforts. You know, yeah. what I'm saying these late nights staying up editing and and yeah. searching for content and all this kind of stuff. And she's and she tells you that you know what? I listen to you consistently, and I love the content. That that's my reward, right? Yes, now. that's what yes. that's what paid, paid it off for me, you know. Yes. So if nobody else ever listened again, I, I, I'm glad Moniece <laughs> did, you know, because
0: she, she's
1: a professional, you know, yes. she does this for a living. So yes. for her, for somebody like me that's a novice, for her to say that that what you're doing is is really good, I, and that that makes me proud. It makes makes all the work that Smash and I put in worthwhile, you know.
0: That is what it's, it's all true. about. That's yeah. what it's all about. Well, yeah, turning back, turning back to the show, there's a, there's a few more people that I got that I I got a good view at that I really didn't know much about. One of them is Gloria Steinem, and I was impressed by Gloria Steinem's episode because I know that anybody, whether it was fifty years ago or today who self-proclaim or proclaim to be a feminist is okay. somehow considered to be some sort of pariah. And the fact that Gloria Steinem stood ahead of the, of the feminism, feminist movement and risked her career at the time as a journalist and, and could have easily gone to being a pariah, someone that nobody wanted to hear from and perhaps end up never having a career as a journalist or as a writer for that matter. But persisted and brought a whole lot of people into the movement that simply would not want to talk about it if it weren't for, for her coming out and saying, yeah, I'm in this because I feel like I feel like no one should tell me what to do with my body. And the the one thing most people don't seem to understand is that the core the core of feminism is and you know far be it for me who's a dude to be describing feminism <laughs> to anybody. That's not what I'll I'm like, trying to do. I'll get
1: ready to say tread lightly there, sir.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's not what I'm trying to do here, but my understanding (laughs) my understanding of feminism is the idea of ownership of self and whether is through through religious views, whether it's through societal misunderstanding, there is this huge fight in people trying to possess women possess like, 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 you know, like you get told what to do when you do it. And as long as there are women who are willing to say that's bullshit and you don't get to tell me what to do, you know, feminism will, will, will survive and it will, it will continue going on. But the fact of the matter is we men, we have to join the movement. And I, I, got inspired to (laughs) not only being a silent ally, but to do more than I've ever done for, for the feminist movement based on her story. This is true.
1: I mean, for, I mean, I watched the episode. I I didn't really get inspired like that by, but I, I just, I was definitely in, in respect to the work that she did it, the work that she did, you know, going undercover into the Playboy's Club and and uh, telling a story that nobody else would have told to bring to shed some lights on how women should be looked upon at that time, you know, with more respect and more dignity, and that and she stood ground with that. So you know, that's definitely something that that you definitely want to that that type of respect and that type of actions that she take. It can. I look at it and apply it to a lot of different things. The th- the time and the culture that we're going through right now. If what you just said, if, if you just have the respect and and not just be the silent partner, but be that action partner yeah. along with me, it'll go a lot further. You know. So it 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 was definitely one of those stories that you know it's good to hear because a lot of stuff that you didn't know about Gloria
3: Steinem, you got to understand. And and like to to your point, like I've I've always stood with. I haven't seen that episode yet, but I've always stood with women because I was raised by my mom and yes. my sister. Because my dad was um, not to put a damper on, me, but my dad was murdered, and so I was always raised by my mom, my sister, and then my aunts and girl cousins. Which statistically, I should be gay, but man, I'm not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I always gonna... say that <laughs> because I mean, like when I say that, like all these women raised me, but they raised me to be, you know, in a man's role, you know what I mean? Like, to play that role of the man. But I've always seen them as strong women and people in general, just individuals, and so they've always inspired me because, so, like, when I kind of grew up and learned a little bit more about the discrimination against women, like, in the workplace and stuff, it, it like, boggled me because I didn't understand at that time what they were going through because I was young, but to just know that they were going through that at that time and, you know... I'm not like Goldie said, I'm not going to tell my age, but back then (laughs) (laughs) when they were going through that at that time and um, to know that it still kind of goes on now. I just, man, it even makes me more in awe of them because they went through a lot and they are strong, strong individuals. So that's who I pride my strongness from, from females for the most part.
1: You're a male feminist.
3: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I you that. <laughs> I and that, is I did bad
0: <laughs> Oh, that's definitely a good thing. I mean, I yesterday when I when I was listening to you, uh, at almost every point in time, you mentioned your daughters and you mentioned the lessons that you uh, you want to be bequeath on them, and and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm I'm sensing I'm sensing a bit of feminism from smart and, and I, I like that. <laughs> You know, but I definitely have no, no, I was raised by the first part of my life by a very patriarchal father, uh, you know, and, but then even my father being as patriarchal as he was, as strong as, and as dictatorial as he was, you know, I always, I always saw my mother like standing up to him and Literally telling him, "Man, you went shit." <laughs> <laughs> and to see
1: him, see him be able to get torn down by her.
0: That,
1: that's just, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like my household,
0: <laughs> I, I I came to a point and right at around my. You know, then eventually we moved to the Dominican Republic, and my sister uh, ended up finishing to raise me. And at about twenty four, I realized. I've been surrounded by some of the most badass females ever. <laughs> like, seriously, how how do you not feel admiration for? And so I, I, I then decided, I'm going to pull uh, Justin Trudeau and declare myself a feminist. So there you All go. Right. <laughs>
1: there, now we got two. Okay.
0: <laughs> no,
1: but that, that's true. I mean, you think about how... A lot of times you, you hear a statement, "It's a man's world," but and, and I'm not trying to be sappy. I'm not trying to, you know, to I'm, I'm gonna give you you ladies your roses because without with, without my mother, without my grandmother, without my aunts, there's a perspective that we would have missed. Oh, yeah. Right? If we were, if we were only re- been raised by men, there's a there's a nurturing side. As much as we we try to fight that nurturing part of us off as a male, mm-hmm. we learned that nurturing side from that woman. We, 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 I've learned to, from my mother, how to be, how to turn water into to wine, literally. Like sitting in the room with my sisters and brothers and like, you know what? I don't think we're going to make it out of this one. And <laughs> she al- and she always comes through in the clutch. And that was because of her, yeah. you know, and, and, and inspiring my pops to, you know, if he lost his job, you know, stop acting like a wuss and get up and go and go get something else and that that came from her yeah. you know so it's it's amazing and when you listen to somebody like Gloria Steinem that's what she to me that's what she was exposing like we have so much power that you you know we have so much to inspire and be and be and, and be giving that that you're trying to trying to take it away from us or not put light on it so that that was that's definitely something that needs to be done i mean we have you know, that's just the way, there are always going to be hierarchies, where, no, no matter what you do, whether it's your job, your social setting, yeah. or whatever, there's always going to be hierarchies, but there's also that that ability, like you spoke earlier, that if if you just sit down and have a conversation with me, and understand me as a person, and get to know me, you know, you'll love me a little bit better, you know, and you, you'll fight for me just a little bit harder, you know, and I think that's what from feminism, from from racism, from socialism, from capitalism—it doesn't matter. If you look at all of those aspects, if you just understand and and understand what i where I'm coming from, and I understand where you're coming from, we can probably get somewhere in the middle and make some sense of it all. Yep. I didn't hey. mean to turn the show that way, but
0: <laughs> no, man, hey, 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 it's just it's just it's just gonna sound really weird that we're talking about all this feminism, JoJo. We- we haven't shut up for a moment to let Jojo right, talk. <laughs> you, all three of you
1: guys are wrong. Here's the-
0: I know, right? <laughs> Here, let me lecture you about how this shit goes, man.
2: <laughs>
0: well, go on, Jojo, go on now.
2: <laughs> I am definitely a feminist. I have always considered myself a feminist. I was definitely raised by a male and a female feminist. So I, I have a problem with anybody that sees feet, the women as something other, you know, as, as something other than an outsider, a, 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 a entity that is not to be understood. Women are human beings just as much as a man is. And the idea of someone being oppressed or not allowed to make decisions about their own body in terms of healthcare, just because of what sort of genitals they happen to have is so mind-boggling and disgusting to me. Obviously, we have the also the consideration of being a, a woman of color. You have that in, as thrown into the mix as well. So I just, I can't. I, I don't understand people who aren't feminists. I'll put it that way. Right. I don't know how you can be a decent human being or, or call yourself a a a good person if you aren't also a feminist.
1: Now she made me join the clan, so I'm a feminist now. Too.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah, man.
1: Yes, yes. There you are. <laughs> she got I you, was huh? a, look, I it's was a feminist; about... and didn't even know I was a feminist.
2: <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's not about. I, I think so many people think that I, the term feminist, and they think like feminazi or right. women who hate <laughs> men or that sort of thing. That's not what it's about in the slightest. It's it's about women having equal rights to a man. And women being able to make the same decisions that a man can make about his body, I can I can use a personal experience. You know, I suffered for a long time with some issues needed uh, surgery that would render me infertile. And to have that surgery, my husband had to sign paperwork so I could have it done.
0: Oh wow! Oh, wow. It's your body in in this day and age. In this day and age, holy really? shit! <laughs> <day> <laughs>
2: So it's something that is going on now. It's not, it's, it's not how, you know, so it's, it's an important discussion. It's something that needs to be thought of. It's not gone away. People still hate women. People still, uh, there's still microtoxism against women. Women don't help the cause themselves. Sometimes, you know, you'll hear women all the time be like, "Oh, you have boys; you have an easy time because boys are easy to raise. Girls yeah. are hard to raise," yeah. and yeah. that 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 always yeah. gets under my skin because you know what? It's a human being you're raising. It's a, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's going to be difficult to raise whether it's a boy, a girl, or you know. So, oh no,
1: JoJo! I think them little girls are sassy. They like. <laughs> I can, I can go I can go take the hose pipe and make a mud puddle and put my boys out in the yard and they're content. Those little girls, <laughs> they want me to play dress up and paint my nails. And... Nah,
0: I'm just
2: joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a quote from a movie we reviewed where Viola Davis played this lady and she said, like, I can... Deal with murderers, I can deal with these. I can, but little girls, little girls are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, man.
2: I would contend that the children are creepy, but <laughs> yeah. the girls—they all take work. Right. Yep, yep, they all take work. So, anyway, my my takeaway to that is, I th- I think that we all have to be a feminist at some core level to be able to 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 be a good person, just like we have to be anti-racist.
3: Right. right.
1: right. Yeah. Just, just, just have a little compassion for, because just because you don't understand, just open your ears up a little bit. And I'm more sure if you stop talking and listen, you understand, you know?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, so here's the thing. None of us have uh, completed the task of, watching the show that we're reviewing today.
1: And we, and we're doing <laughs> an episode about it, right?
0: <laughs> but that's we not are. the first time we've done that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is funny.
0: But I think we what we've done is that we have enough information as content creators, uh, as people who have something to say, which is what we are. We always have something, so that's why we podcasters. <laughs> 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 and and so we we've made an absolutely smashing episode that I, from starting at this moment, I'm incredibly proud of. And I think it's it's the highlight of our history as to people who came together to do a podcast about reviewing uh, streaming content and speaking of me and Jojo. So I want to thank you guys for, for giving us this opportunity to, to collab and not only that, but to get to know each other a bit better. Yes. And uh, I, I'd like to let you guys have some last words <laughs> And I know you're gonna throw it to smash, Rudy. Uh, <laughs> I know that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> I'm glad you. It's know. <laughs> gonna <laughs> we well,
1: be here another hour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, let, let's go ahead and, and 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 have some final words, if you would, gentlemen. <laughs>
3: All right. Um, th- thank you for having us on. Um, you know, we always like to come on and help our other podcasters just as well as we want them to come on and help us out getting together like we've been talking about doing this creative thing is is awesome but when you can find other people that love it just like you love it and y'all can come together and share with each other it's a it's a beautiful thing so we appreciate y'all for having us on and you know it, it just talking about you know y'all are friends for uh, three years or so me and GoDee been friends for a while you know and that's what you want you want your friends that you know everybody wants to ride in the limo this is like a a p- part of a quote, but everybody wants to ride in a limo, but you want the friends that is going to uh, ride the bus with you when the limo is broke. So I just appreciate y'all for allowing us to be on y'all show right now. So thank you,
0: thank you, my friend. Thank you, guys. true Gordy, goody you definitely have to to to, to best that. <laughs> <laughs> honest,
1: smash is always elegant with the coat with the clothes So I, I, I do appreciate. I, I definitely. I haven't. I always get to talk to Graham, but I never get to talk to Jocelyn. So this is more for Jocelyn than you, Graham. Um, <laughs> I appreciate what you guys do. I mean, we're we're I'm such avid TV watchers and movie watchers. Sometimes you guys are my eyes and ears, and I appreciate that as content creators. A lot of things that I don't, I wouldn't dare watch. You guys force yourselves to watch it <laughs> to create content. <laughs> So I, I definitely appreciate that and I definitely just the fact that I know it's a passion and it's not you're not you're not in it because of any for anything. And that's what makes it beautiful about what we do as podcasters. Because when we reach out to one another, we always there for each other because we know the struggle that we're going through to make this content and put this content out. Whether five people listen or a hundred people listen, it's just for the passion of what we what we're what our niche is. Man yeah.
0: man, I'm like you know, Jojo. Please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I just wanted to thank you guys. This is, I think this has been a, a great episode and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I, I like that Smash and I are the quiet ones that uh, get to knock <laughs> y'all's feet out sometimes. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have a kindred spirit. It's a good thing.
0: <laughs> right. And for me, what I would say is that let let this not be a, a unique moment. Yes. I we we both, and I speaking for myself, but I, I'm sure that I can include JoJo in this one. In that absolutely. we are absolutely open to guests on your show. In and-
1: no, that's coming. We do an <laughs> annual. We do a, a time to time. If you know, we do TV reviews at some time to time. So. That I'm definitely reserving that spot for you guys to come on on that one. So,
0: yeah, man. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. I uh, did not anticipate having as much fun as uh, as this is, and and I'm not saying that thing for you to think that I didn't think it was going to be fun. I'm just I did not, <laughs> not anticipate having this I'm much glad fun it out good. to be <laughs> to, to be honest with you. And my hope is that. There will be a time where there's no COVID or anything, and you we can actually meet somewhere, either yes. through one of those your know, podcast conferences, or if you guys ever get on a tour bus and come to Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina, <laughs> then we will host you. You've got you've got friends in Charlotte. That's important. Hey. That's the most important thing. I'm gonna hold you to that, right? <laughs> my sister lives in Charlotte. Now. There you go. There you go. Yeah, she so,
3: just moved there from Atlanta about maybe a year ago. So yeah,
0: right. So so come on, and uh, <laughs> we've got you know Charlotte somehow in the past seven years or so has become like this huge brewery town and shit. So this beer's all over the place. <laughs> right out my alley, right there. Yeah, I'll be there then.
1: I, mean, I will not come to a Panthers game, but you know, other than that, we no, I mean, you know We good with that.
0: Well, then <laughs> I think that makes four of us. <laughs>
2: it is, yes, yeah, that's four of
0: us, so that's good. <laughs> so you guys are, aren't
2: Panther fans?
0: Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm the other kind of football guy. So You're the, <laughs>
1: the foot football, guy.
0: exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jocelyn being from Jocelyn if you were a football fan what team would you be a supporter of uh, I suppose
2: uh... it would be the Ravens since I'm originally a Maryland girl Maryland
0: mm. yeah, yeah it's not a bad choice yeah
1: yeah, yeah uh, a... she'd have been she been better if she was a Saints fan but I'll let her go
3: nah. <laughs> she 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 doing very well for herself (laughs) very well
0: (laughs) I like this territory we're getting into man (laughs) so any of you you know watch European football at all
1: (laughs) I watch I watch World Cup that's the only time I actually watch it is World Cup yeah Yeah. and I I I would be lying to you if I watched it another way (laughs) It's just.
3: I want it's to. It's not see it that co- exciting to watch it to me. Until uh-huh. it gets down to like, like he's saying the World Cup and they're like tied and you're trying to see who advanced in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. But other than that, man, that's a lot of
1: running. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of running. Too much running. <laughs> Will you hit somebody already? <laughs> like American football, right. but.
3: But I, I will play it on a video game system.
0: Oh, so you? Oh, FIFA, fine. Eh? Nice. Yeah. Nice.
3: It's it's just it's hard to
1: follow. I mean, we're not we weren't raised on on you know on soccer, so it's kind of hard to to follow for me. I mean, so many teams like it's like we think of, of like we think football, American football, it's only loved in America, but soccer is loved by the world. You know, so there's soccer teams everywhere compared to our little middle school 32 teams of professional football, you
0: know. Well, so. the, the the one thing you'd be surprised to know is that American football is actually a very, very well-loved sport in, in England. And right. if you've noticed, the, the past 10 years, yeah, the, most teams are having games yeah. at the London Stadium. But I think most British people have gotten exposed more to football because of betting. So when you <laughs> bet on a game, you you try to learn <laughs> the rules, right? To get as fast, as you That's can. true, that's <laughs> exactly. True. So so that's how they've gotten hooked on on American football, and so yeah. so mm. I think that should be that could be the same case here if betting wasn't so frowned upon. I, I think more Americans would actually become acquainted to other types of of, of sports played elsewhere, like you know. Snooker or something? Snooker? <laughs> <laughs> Snooker. I ain't heard that in a while. <laughs> right.
1: That's where than has been smashing his... What uh, his, his you call it? Smash-
0: cornhole. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a cornhole. Oh, no. That's a game right there, man.
3: At it's a good game. It's a good <laughs> game.
0: Right then. He cornhole. Most pubs in here especially the ones that are right behind the, the breweries here in Charlotte have yeah, corn. the little cornhole holes and stuff so, uh,
1: so he's he on his way trust me he's on his way. <laughs>
0: I'm Maybe. telling
1: you basically <laughs> bring my own bags too see you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> who bring their own who bring their own bee bags this
2: is serious this yes is serious. <laughs> this is serious corn hole there's a sentence I never thought I would say in my life <laughs>
1: It's just, just like a normal pastime. You know, you just, you got custom boards and
0: this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> right then. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we are going to call it a day. It's been a fantastic show, gentlemen. Once again, thank you very much. I'd like to please go ahead and tell our audience where to find you, how to find you on social media. And then uh, we'll we'll close up.
1: You can find us at Talker Brothers T A L K A B R O T H A dot All our socials are there. Every all our socials are Talker Brothers as well. I mean we're we also have a Facebook group. I always want you guys as well to join the Facebook group. There's always stimulating conversation going on in there. Um, we're trying to build a community just so like conversations that we're having now. That like-minded people like ourselves can have those type of conversations.
0: Fantastic! So we'll find it in—I'll uh, find it in joining because it F- Justin doesn't do Facebook, so whatever. <laughs> 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 a- put his hands up. <laughs> do I don't do Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like I had to Yeah. Uh, no, I don't do Twitch. I don't do Facebook, but I'll do Instagram. You know, whatever. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'll well, join was, you guys right away. I was
2: on Twitter, but I, I got uh, uh, violently attacked on Twitter, so I took myself yeah. off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, small move. Twitter moves too fast for me. That's the only why I can't I can't do Twitter because it moves too fast. And like she says, it's like people come out of nowhere and just troll <laughs> you. So yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I, I was just like, you know what? I'm deleting my account. <laughs> yeah, small lady.
0: The way I, the way I use Twitter yeah. is that. I say what I want to say and get the hell out. (laughs) I don't (laughs) read anything. (laughs) So
1: You screen fire right out the room. Exactly. (laughs) Boom.
0: (laughs) I'm gone, man. Gone. (laughs) Oh, man, man, man. So, it's been a lot of fun and uh, we hope to see what your comments are uh, about our session with Tucker Brothers. And uh, for me... For Jocelyn, for Goldie, and for my brother Smash. It's been fun. Have a fantastic week, everybody.
2: Thank
0: you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.